Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, grace, mercy, and peace are yours. From God, our Heavenly Father, through Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. Well, we all want to be known and loved, don't you? Don't you? Yeah. I know I do. I know that as much as I've tried to play the lone wolf in my past, I've felt the depths of loneliness sitting in an empty house night after night, week upon week, month upon month. And on the flip side, I have known the great joy and comfort of spending an evening with dear friends, sharing a meal, studying scripture, sharing life together. I know you can relate. And yet we find ourselves trying to navigate life in the midst of what we call the digital age, an age in which we're supposed to be more connected than ever before, more connected than you could possibly imagine. But instead, we find ourselves more distracted and more disconnected from those around us. How often have you been at a restaurant and you see that family off in the corner, everyone on their phones, no one is talking to each other even though they're within arm's reach? How often have you been that family? And even though you're connected to people around the world through a little box, those people... They don't inspire awe in you. Rather, they tend to draw your ire. It's that text message that's read in the wrong tone or that email that conveyed the wrong message because maybe it was just a little too short and direct or that social media post or the foul pit of despair that I call the comment section. You look at this and it could easily be mistaken by an outsider as a McCarthy-era inquisition. Yeah, fear, hatred, disdain, all of these things abound in an environment when you constantly have to prove yourself. You have to prove your purity of ideology in whatever group it is you find yourself. And other people, they become objects or even obstacles in your way as you try to carve out some sense of meaning in this digital ether that we all find ourselves in, this other world that we live in. But it's not just our phones and it's not just the internet that's brought about this problem there was already in a malaise. There was already a situation that we found ourselves living in in this world. It's called nihilism. One book defines this nihilism as the idea that there is no reason to prefer any one answer to another. Basically, anything goes. Why not? Do whatever you want. You do you. 
And this understanding, while particularly being applied to religious belief and, and ethical practice, what it's become is an identity crisis. You see, you can't just do what your parents did before as they did hundreds of years ago. No, that would be inauthentic. You have to carve your own way. You have to forge your own path. You have to always decide who you are and who you will be. Always. At home, at work, at school, at church. And then, of course, the question arises, well, what if those people over there don't like who I am? Well, do you try to change or do you just say, forget them? But we all want to be known and loved. Well, Carolyn uh, embodied this in many ways. As a teenager, she was part of a, a good-sized youth group. She had a lot of peers but she didn't really feel particularly connected with any of them. So she would do some crazy things to try and get attention, to, to be known and loved. For instance, there, a, a large group of them were hanging out at Whataburger and, and felt a little bit like an outsider. So to get some attention, she grabbed all the condiments. You know, they, they offer you a whole bunch of different things, uh, various types of ketchup and mustard and, and salsa and relish and all these sorts of things. And you just open them all up and you mix them together and that looks crazy. Well, what do you do? You just eat it. Oh, that got their attention. Yeah, those kids will remember your name now, at least for a little while, I guess. And then, of course, the age of the influencer came about. You know, those people who do these weird videos on TikTok and, and get a lot of, of viewers. They get a lot of attention. And so what happens is, well, advertisers say, hey, I can use them as a, as a platform to advertise my product. And they end up making money this way. So this becomes really, really uh, uh, desirous. Let's be an influencer. Well, Carolyn tried this and she tried out uh, the old cinnamon challenge. If you know what that is, you get a, a nice heaping spoonful of dry cinnamon and you stick it in your mouth and, well, yeah, that one went about as well as any of the other challenges, which is to say it went awful. Carolyn found herself merely chasing trend after trend. She lost herself in, in this goal to amass so-called influence at all costs. She thought that she could have, that she had to have control over her identity to always be choosing that identity. But here's what she found. That you can't control what other people like. You can't control what other people want. And so she was always chasing a moving target, trying to be known and loved by people who didn't really want to know her or love her. Because humans are fickle. We love what we find, what we find desirous. We, we love other people based on what we find in them. And we measure it. Is this good enough for me? So just like 
you and me, Carolyn wanted to be known and loved. But what does it mean to be known and loved when you're always advertising yourself, when you're always putting on a front, when you're always chasing trends, trying to meet other people's shifting expectations? What a mess. But into this nihilistic, crazy, digital mess that we find ourselves in, God speaks. And when God speaks, things happen. When God says, let there be light, light comes into being. When God says, your sins are forgiven, your sins are wiped away. And when God says, you are my child, you become his child. Doesn't matter how you feel about it. Doesn't matter how confused you may be about your own identity. It doesn't matter how much anxiety you may feel about meeting other people's expectations. It doesn't matter how lovable you are to those around you. When God calls you his child, friends, you are his child. And you don't have to choose it because he has chosen you. And you can't control it because you can't control God. He simply loves you no matter what. And out of that love, God sent his son, Jesus. Jesus came to be one of us, the only begotten son of God, took on human flesh to take your place. He loved those who hated him. He died for those who wanted him dead. He rose to ensure that death would no longer be the last word in your life, my life, or any life that is his. Jesus did everything, everything, that is necessary so that his saints would be known and loved by his father, by your father. Dear friends, when you were baptized, as I told the children, a pastor spoke particular words over you. I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, words that Jesus himself gave us because he speaks those words through his called servants. He speaks it through his own people. And when he speaks, things happen. He makes you his own child. At that very moment, God says, you, you are my beloved child. I know you and I love you. And so you are. And God stands firm, unwavering in his word. He never falls back. He never goes back on his word. Because you see, friends, God doesn't work the way that we work. He doesn't love the way that we love. He doesn't find something good in you and say, oh, I love you because of that. No. As Luther put it in his Heidelberg theses, 
the love of God does not find, but it creates that which is pleasing to it. It doesn't find one little spark of goodness in you. It doesn't find anything in you. It creates in you lovableness. God's love makes you lovable. And because of Christ, he does this regardless of what any other person thinks of you or finds lovable in you, regardless of what you find within yourself. God's love makes you lovable. And as one of my favorite hymns puts it, my song is love unknown. My Savior's love to me, love shown to the loveless, that they might lovely be. Friends, there's nothing for you to do. You don't have to figure this out. You simply receive this love, this gift, this word by faith. So today, we celebrate All Saints Day. And maybe you knew everyone on that list that we called out. Maybe you knew none of them. And this rite, this, this tradition is carried out in churches throughout the world every year. Names are listed off. And it doesn't matter if you know them or if a whole bunch of people throughout the world know them. I'm sure that number is quite small. Here's what's important, friends. God knows them and loves them because they are his dear children. In Christ, they are his beloved children who've been given peace in the presence of our dear Lord Jesus. The lamb who was who has cleansed them of all of their sin, who has carried them through death and into life, who has given them salvation. That's why we sang this morning, this is the feast of victory for our God. Yes, we mourn the loss of those we love, but we also celebrate the victory of our risen Lord Jesus. God has made all of this happen. And so you can rest in his faithfulness to those, our dear friends, who have departed, and also to you. Yes, as we come to this altar, we commune with one another, we commune with our Lord Christ, but we also commune who have passed on into glory. They join us in that great feast of victory, the marriage feast of the Lamb. And one day, you will see them, we will all see them again. More importantly, we will all see our Lord, Jesus, face to face. But until then, we continue to grow in knowing and loving one another so that we live out that love that God has poured into our hearts with each other, and with the world. And while we do so, may you rest in that great, abounding, abundant, and 
overflowing love of God, our Father, who has called us his own dear children. By this great love of God, the triune God, the true God, the creator, the redeemer, and sanctifier, he gives you the one identity that will endure forever, beloved child of God. In the name of that Father and Son and Holy Spirit, amen.